good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat. Is that how we normally start? I'm not sure. Yes. (laughs) Episode... 15. Correct. And right on time is Fenton. If you can hear a scratching, or his little paws on my shorts. Or a xylophone. He's uh, got one for Christmas. Joe, Merry New Year. Happy New Year to you, Jamesy. <laughs> Here we go. We're back in the saddle. Right. I would like to talk today about the issue that is costing people both time, money, and results. Lots of things, isn't it, really? Costing them lots. Costing them confidence and happiness. The food bills are higher because they keep eating shit. <gasps> so, people giving giving in on their diet. Being impatient. I think there's lots of different ways you could phrase this. But yeah, ultimately, not sticking with what they should be sticking with or what would benefit them. Yeah, I think people get so... I mean, it's great that people are so super, super motivated to improve themselves, lose weight, you know, get cracking. Fantastic, I love it. But sometimes that enthusiasm is wrongly placed, we'll say, or, you know, the energy is put into the wrong direction. And people will concentrate too much on the end result and then they'll do three gym sessions, then they'll eat better than they have done for a week or they might even eat amazing for a week. But then they've not lost two stone so then they're jumping to a different trainer, to a different workout, to a different gym, you know, to a different nutrition plan, instead of concentrating on just doing the right things consistently and ticking those boxes, you know, getting that momentum. People are so keen, in my experience, to find this perfect off-the-shelf plan. You know, they're almost hoping that they're going to go onto a website and click a button and, you know, it, it makes all the promises that it's got delicious meals and it's easy and it's fast and it's cost effective and you don't I've just been reading one now someone saying you don't need any equipment to get the body you want yes you do what else can you do at home like unless you are a high level athlete that is super explosive and most people aren't you know they're not strong enough to be able to build muscle to work with their own body weight so people are hoping they're going to be able to pull this magic fat loss plan off the internet when it doesn't work rather than learning from this or tweaking it, or taking the bits they can do, or making small adjustments, they go, nope, need another one. And then this process repeats and repeats and repeats. Or with something like a well-known slimming club, people don't aren't consistent. You know, as you mentioned, they don't persevere with something. They do it for a set period of time. They give in, they go away, then they come back and they buy the same plan again. Because it worked for them before so it'll work again rather than thinking you know what why didn't it work what went wrong okay well that's what I need to change then yeah it's that kind of adage in it of um, you get toothache you go to the dentist they fix it but then two weeks later you've got toothache and the same tooth again so you go back and they fix it and then two weeks later 
and this keeps on cycling. You wouldn't do that. You'd find a new dentist. You'd find out. You'd want to get to the root. <laughs> I really thought you were going to keep going with that, Black, and you go back and two weeks later. <laughs> you get to the root of the problem. You figure out what is causing that pain instead of just kind of putting a plaster over it and doing the same thing over and over again. But, you know, people do blame themselves, don't they? Oh, it's my fault. Well, it's not your fault. It's the plan's fault because they've not given you the skill set that you need to go out into that big old world alone. And that's the issue, isn't it, with plans, is that, you know, we've alluded to this in quite a lot of our stuff, is that there's times when I can be super strict and I can, well, I'm going to be honest and say I've done 17 weeks eating really well and then eating shit for eight weeks. So that's not the right approach, is it? You have to learn. You know, that's the right approach if you want to look really good for a set of photos for one day. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, then you have to find what you're capable of doing consistently. So what I mean there is I mean being able to self-assess to the right degree and be mindful so that you can go off plan, eat high-calorie foods, but in moderation and not lose your results. So whether that be, you know, each week you have something small or every couple of days you have something small, each week you have, you know, a decent-sized blowout, but it not being enough to take you back. You know, one of my clients was saying today, she said, one of my issues is I lose weight and I reward myself with food and I get back to square one. It's like, well, at what point are you rewarding yourself then? Because if you're rewarding yourself after you've lost a stone, then you're clearly overdoing your rewards. If you're rewarding yourself after you've lost a pound, then you're rewarding yourself too early. So you've got to try and find that balance that works for you. And ultimately, no one can tell you that because there's going to be times when you need to have a little bit more and your progress needs to be a bit slower. Or there might be times like January where people have packed on a fair amount of weight and they're willing to push on a bit harder and they don't need so many treats because they've just come off the back of having if you're like me, three weeks of treats. So you don't need so much then. Yeah, I think, again, just focusing on the wrong things, I think is a big downfall for people. As again, like they focus so much on what the scales say as opposed to focus on doing the right things consistently. Consistency is going to be the key to it. Consistency killed the fat, I believe you coined, Joe. Possibly uh, one of my least punchy ideas in a long list finest, of least, least. finest moments I was going to say <laughs> but if you you know if you instead of concentrating on getting up on the scales after you know a week or probably more likely an hour <laughs> for most people you know people who, people who weigh themselves every day what are you expecting to see like a pound a day like you mean your weight's always going to fluctuate anyway that's probably a different save podcast. the band for another yeah Instead of concentrating on, you know, kind of what the scales say, concentrate on the process. So, like I said, you know, going to the gym, doing your workout, hitting your steps, drinking more water, eating more protein, eating some vegetables. All these things that you're ticking off are going to be the process that gets you to the goal. And if your goal is to drop body fat, guess what? If you do 31 days of eating well, drinking water, you know, working out three times a week, you are going to have improved your body composition. You're going to have dropped some body fat. You're going to have got stronger. So concentrate on that more so than putting so much onus on the scales. You screenshotted something for me uh, from a slimming group. Oh, not, was, not the dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> By dick, you mean sausage, though. Um, and it was someone saying, "How was it? Like, how do Oh, lose? I want to lose... Two pounds by tomorrow's weigh-in whilst eating as much cheese tonight as possible. Along those lines. Um, and it's just that is a completely the wrong idea, isn't it? If you want to lose weight specifically for a weigh-in, then just don't eat that day. 
Don't eat and don't drink anything. There you go. You're going to weigh two pounds lighter. No dramas. But you're going to look exactly the same. I just kind of say to people, like, I just want to weigh this. Like, well, just chop your leg off then. If that's if your only goal is weight bound, chop off one of your legs. You lose a load. Yeah. Don't you, do that. Yeah. Don't please don't do that. The other, the, I guess the other side of that is, like you say, to starve yourself, drop a load of water, drop a load of glycogen, and the scales will read what you say. Then go to the chippy afterwards. But you'll actually be fatter because the amount of body, the amount of fat on your body is the same yeah. but you've just lost effectively your muscles will be less full so if you look at it from a percentage basis you know you won't actually add fat I'm not saying you're gonna you hold more fat no I'm talking about starvation but, but as a percent as a percentage your body would be more fat because all you've done is lose water and stored glycogen so you're not gonna look any leaner you're not gonna have more visible abs you know or less fat on your arms or your ass or your hips or your legs wherever you're trying to lose it from you're just gonna be less full so you'll have less muscle tone if anything um, you know your point about people I've forgotten what sparked it now but I, I was listening honestly <laughs> it was saying that people try to be perfect and it's trying I to I think that might have been in a video right okay <laughs> so you have people when they start their new year's diet and they you know have a small blip or they don't quite get the meals right and then it's just so quick it's like oh well I can't do this mm. and it's they either blame themselves or they externally blame a situation and actually it doesn't matter because if you lose a pound this week, which you probably will because you're at the start of your diet, you know, most people should be able to lose a pound a week in January without changing too much. And that's all that matters because all you need to do is be making progress. I think it's Dan John, or it might be like uh, Lane Norton says that, you know, we don't have a weight loss problem, we have a weight maintenance problem. No. Is that people can lose weight quickly, slowly, whatever, but they can't keep it off because they use inefficient practices or unsuitable practices to things that just don't work for them so it's fine to restrict yourself for a bit and then to ease off but you just need to get those ratios right right because if you have a hundred percent restriction then ease off a hundred percent you're going to end up exactly where you were so you have to make sure that you're doing everything with, with balance and moderation and learn from the mistakes you've had before odds on this isn't your first diet so i'm dealing with a guy who lost a decent amount of weight with us and he's come back you know bigger and he's just said you know, I need to be strict. I just said to him, look where that got you. You know, we need to learn what didn't work last time. Because obviously loads did work because you lost weight and that's brilliant. But you haven't kept it off. So there's probably something we can do a little bit better this time to make it more maintainable for you. You know, you haven't learned to moderate because you've added quite a lot of weight. So that's a skill we need to factor in this time. Yeah, I think, again, the, you know, all too common, all or nothing attitude as well. Like I've seen a few people, a few statuses and things with people doing dry January and then going, well, I had to have a beer with the match, so dry January's over. Well, <laughs> it's the fourth. Yeah, <laughs> what about, instead of maybe doing like 31 days perfect, instead of just going, well, I've ruined it by having a beer on one day, so therefore I can't do dry January. What happens if you just do 29 or 30 days dry? Would that not be a massive improvement on your normal January? Same thing I had a guy who set his goal, like, which I advised against, of running every single day for a month. And oh, then again, making my knees hurt. Yeah, about again, that. by about day three or four, he'd missed one run and therefore just jacked it in instead of thinking, yeah. well, I'll make this more realistic. I'm going to run four or five times a week, which would have been better than doing you know three days and then quitting because he felt like you know, he couldn't get in. It's, it's the whole kind of mentality of if you mess up your lunch... Therefore, you automatically, on purpose, mess up your dinner mm. and then your snacks because that day's ruined. It's 
more important to get back on, you know, and do what you can to rectify not any damage that you've done, but to get back onto your plan as soon as possible. And it's just trying to be mindful here, and it's it's called the what the heck effect when people have a small discretion with their food and then go nuts. And it's just becoming more mindful of it, and you only need to do it once to learn from it. And odds on, you know, we've all done it 50 times before. So you just need to kind of get a bit of a hold of yourself and say, you know, is this going to help? Is this what I actually want to do? What are the other options here? You know, get yourself away from the food that you like eating or eat something that you really enjoy that's really nutrient-dense and really filling. So, you know, my kind of go-tos are stuff like um, I'll have some Mediterranean veg with some wedges and some burgers with some goat's cheese and chilli jam or a, or a steak with peppercorn sauce or do a pork shoulder. So it's not stuff that's particularly low-calorie, but the flip side is if I don't have a meal like that, I'm going to eat crap food and then I'm back in that cycle where I'm eating chocolate every day and I'm going to take in more calories from that because that's how I've gotten out of shape traditionally. So yeah, you know, you could say, well, having pork shoulders is not much better for you. Well, it is, isn't it? Because if you've got someone, so say you've got an alcoholic and they really fancy a beer and you give them a chocolate bar instead, you're not reinforcing the habit that got them where they were, which is alcohol. So you have to look at look at things that way. And yes, it might be a short-term negative, as in I took in more calories than I needed that day. But the long-term benefit is that I'm proving to myself I don't need chocolate. I'm yeah, finding solutions to that. Psychologically, it's better. Yeah, because you're having wins. You know, you're putting those in the bank. And people will often be so... You, know, you look at a cereal dieter and they failed so many times that it just becomes the norm. And then rather than trying to find a way around this, they just keep trying with more and more extreme methods. You know, you're running every day or other things along that line, you're eating really well, that they just kind of go, I failed again, I knew this had happened. Well, give yourself a chance to succeed. You're, giving, you're making it too hard for yourself by saying, I'm gonna be perfect and not eat any shit, stop smoking, stop drinking, start running. Why don't you just have one run a week? And yeah. after a month, have two runs a week. Because then you've done eight weeks of hitting your target. That's brilliant. That's more than you've managed in the majority of your life when it comes to your fitness goals. So make it easy. Give yourself a bit of a pat on the back. Give yourself a chance to be successful before you start making it too hard for yourself. Again, going back to that, you know, hitting the processes. So like Joe said, if you your goal is to run twice a week, obviously you need to be realistic with these. Don't say you're going to run every day and then jack when you're up is if you give yourself a the process like that, so I'm going to run twice a week for all of January. Cool, because then if you miss one week, then you can make up for it in the following week. Yeah. You know, you can still hit that target over the month. And it's that kind of process that's going to get you more active. It's a massive improvement for what you're doing like November, December. And it's going to take you, you know, closer towards your goal. But it gives you that bit of wiggle room if you don't make it. And, you know, like Joe said, you know, we deal with a lot of people who've, kind of yo-yo dieted for years and they feel like I think I spoke about this in a couple of my emails they feel like oh this is my destiny I'll never do it I'm weak I'm a failure and all you're doing there is when anything goes wrong then you know it's that kind of glass half empty glass half full kind of idea you look at the glass half empty and you're just like any bit of evidence you can find to back up what you think your story the story that you're telling yourself that you are weak or that you're destined for this you'll use that as kind of like a confirmation bias. So every little blip when you have a cookie, you know, oh, I knew I'd do this, I'm weak, I'm, you know, I'm pathetic, yada, yada. This is, I'm just reading out of Joe's diarrhea. 
So instead, flip that on its head and look for the evidence that you can do it. So again, find that momentum every day that you do well, every time you go out for that run, when you don't actually really want to go out for a run, everything you do turn down, you know, if you do have a cookie and you'd normally had six, then that is a win. And you find, you know, these little, this is why we're keen on people writing down the wins for the day. You find that bit of evidence that you actually can do it. You actually are improving and it builds up and you get more and more momentum until eventually you're fucking superhero one of my favorite things is um that i'll often kind of challenge people with is the difference between motivation and beliefs mm-hmm. and that motivation is just something that you feel right now so you can watch any eric thomas video do you know what it's what got me out of bed at five o'clock six o'clock this morning is i watched a five minute eric thomas video um and just got out of bed because i felt really motivated but that doesn't last see what you have to look at is you have to look at your mindsets or your mindset and the set of beliefs that you have And one of them is often, you know, the one that James said there, that people say, I'm a failure or I'm weak or anything like that. And those are the things you have to work on challenging. And you challenge that by proving yourself wrong. So you have to do small experiments that disprove these beliefs. So if your belief is that you're weak or you can't do it, well, look at all the times that you did turn food down. Or, you know, James mentioned a load of examples there. And that's all proof and writing these things down. And that's how you're slowly going to overcome this. And I kind of got that from a book called Immunity to Change, which is about why we struggle to make the changes we really need to. And it's often because we've just got these ingrained beliefs, this ingrained mindset that we never try to challenge because we just take it as fact. But it's not fact. We just, we've all got these, uh, you know, these thoughts. Russell Brand was calling it a dark room in his yeah. mind where it's, you know, it's a place you go and it's, and it's full of negativity and it's just trying to break out of that and to challenge it. And the good thing, oh, we've got a bit deep on this one, haven't we now? Here we go. It's all driven by fear. It's kind of the fear of failure. It's the fear of what other people will think. And the, the kind of the good thing about fear is it's not, it's not true. It's not, it's not happened. It's not set. You know, you might be scared of certain outcomes that have not happened yet. So you kind of put in all this worry, all this fear into something that's not true because it's not happened. So you've just got to try it and just use some of the techniques that we said, you know, I had this a bit with my mum, my mum's quite a nervous person and, you know, not very self-assured. And she says stuff like that, and I tell her off for it all the time, like, oh, I'm useless, I'm a failure. It's like, I'm obviously not just dieting, I kind of go back on the things and say, you know, there's all these things you've done, brought up two amazing sons. Yeah, who are they? <clears throat> oh, right, you. <laughs> you know, um, I had, you know, her jobs, runs a household, all these things that she's done, all these amazing positive things that she's done, you know, the backup that she's not useless, she's not a failure, and, you know, kind of when you've drilled it through to her, she now, you know, kind of moves around, she's got a bit of a, a shoulders and back, a heads up, she's a lot more confident, and it's just looking for this, this, you know, momentum, this movement, this this evidence, that actually these kind of stories that you tell yourself are just not true. Yeah, and it's just the way that some people's minds work, you know, when you said a minute ago, reading out of my diary, and I just, my first, my instinctive thought was, no, I'm in control. Has he been reading my diary? <laughs> <laughs> One cookie. Well, when was that? Um, and it's just the fact that some people's brains are wired up differently. So I have a, you know, I had a PT client who was exactly the same, who would just, you know, that was just the way that she was wired up. And she was never going to become a really, I wouldn't say she wouldn't become a positive person, because she is, but she was never going to be someone who was comfortable and relaxed, because she just was quite a nervous person. But you can make it better. And that's where these exercises come in, you know, you're unlikely to completely flip the kind of person you are. 
but you can take the edges off a little bit and you can wear those down you can become a bit more relaxed and these processes will help so it's not going to happen overnight but looking at the the things that you say internally and if they are limiting you then just try to work around them and just if they're being reinforced by someone else then get them out of your life or help them help you you know there's so many different um so many different kind of branches to that that it's impossible to cover in one podcast but it's something that needs to go on inside your own head and then that can help you get what you want you just need to have perseverance and some grit with it yeah i think that's that's the biggest battle i think so that took quite a turn that podcast there i think Mm. so to summarize (laughs) i would say you know look at hitting the processes look at being as consistent as possible in your life and that doesn't mean being perfect every single day every single meal but it looks at being consistent so doing the right things day in and day out doing the things you said you'd do or doing the right things more often than you do the wrong things and then listen to your stories see what kind of stories you normally play out in your mind what you think is going to happen and then try and find evidence or you know, look for evidence that proves that that's wrong you know get yourself a, a work on a new set of beliefs and then the more evidence you have the more you'll start to believe these things because it's, well, it's, it's true yeah I think the, the sign off point for me then is just to to learn the lessons from your previous struggles is that there's so many pointers that you need to take from your experiences and that will ultimately get you to where you want to be because everyone's got their own individual route their individual journey it's very very unlikely that you're going to pull something off the shelf that's going to solve all your problems you need to kind of take a little look yourself and take some of that ownership upon your own shoulders and then find what works best for you and you, you will get there if you keep going you know the only time you fail is the time you give in oh strong right that's us episode 15 in the bag don't forget to like subscribe leave us a review Fenton's shaking his head you don't want him to leave a review and we'll catch you on the next one if you have any requests for podcasts you can email us in you can drop a comment just let us know hasta luego love peace hair grease <laughs>